This is it. The final episode of Book One of The Signal of Screams. There were many times we thought we'd never get to this point, but here we are, finally releasing this episode. I'll keep the intro short for y'all this time. Remember, we are still having our giveaway for the Starfinder Core Rulebook Pocket Edition over on our Twitter at SpaceBoysPod until November 9th, 2020 at noon Pacific time. If you or your friends ever wanted to start up a Starfinder game, this is the perfect place to start. And finally, I wanted to say that we will be starting a regular release schedule on Wednesdays at 11 p.m. Pacific starting next week, continuing this wonderful adventure remotely. Now, what does recording remotely mean for you, the listener? Well, this will actually allow us to bring you a slightly higher production quality than before, and it allows us a more flexible schedule. And I am excited for that. Now, without further ado, I give you the final episode for the first book of The Signal of Screams. All written by Tyler, the human. Uh, That's some good shit, dog. Fantastically written, man. Thank you. None of the muscles in his face are flexing. Tarkus, there are 25 missed calls from your mother. (laughs) (laughs) Tarkus, are you smoking the hyperleaf again? It's a a kind of... Let's kill him. (laughs) Now now Dr. Squish. Behind the scenes, the universe has been moving for each of your characters. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Space Boys podcast. We're just going to jump right into it because you guys went through a very, very special encounter just now. and It was a bad morning. It was an awful morning. It was, uh, it was an awful morning. It truly was. It's around 7-ish a.m. right now. Oh, and gosh. you guys have had a bad you think day it's so awful? Far. I think it's, this is the best day we've had this whole campaign. <laughs> <laughs> you are on the Santa Maria. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Finally. And you are all alive, so that's pretty cool. <laughs> yes! Drift in the diaspora. Uh, sure. You take off out of the hangar bay. You start flying away. The computer is... Talking to you. Uh, Tarkus, it looks like there are two security patrol ships up ahead. However, they seem badly damaged. Uh, should I hail them? No, do not. Computer, send an anonymous message to the stewards about a uncontained disease on this asteroid. Of course. She sends a message to the stewards. Um, Dr. Loman is just in the bridge, like, just sitting down, like, like, kind of, like, hyperventilating a little bit. Yes? I'm gonna go over and I'm gonna pat her on the shoulder. Okay. She, she take, she accepts your pat, but she is making eyes at those of you who may have killed many a person just now. Um, kind of going back and forth in her head about you killed a lot of people, but it was a pretty bad circumstance. You know, we had to get the fuck out of here. This is the best case scenario. We're all alive. 
We're on the ship, and you're welcome, Dr. Loman, again, for saving your life. Computer. Because you, on your own, you would have died. You suck. Nods. <laughs> Ouch. Gorbash. Hey, Gorbash. Come well, on. it's the truth. I'm sorry. Ouch. I mean, that's... she's just having a tough time dealing with it, but yeah. Well, yeah, you know, it was a real tough situation. <laughs> All right. Mm -hmm. Have a cheese I mean, danish. It makes sense, right? A tough... uh, do we still have cheese danishes? You guys pocketed a bunch from the from the lounge, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, uh, it is breakfast Dr. time. Loman, <laughs> Dr. Loman, would you like a cheese danish? We should celebrate, you guys. We survived. She vigorously nods her head. I open a secret compartment on my armor and take <laughs> out my last cigar. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> it's like, hell yeah, you guys. And you, I fucking light it up. Wait, so we we threw um, <laughs> the bear into the fucking storage container, right? Mm-hmm. That is he's, true. he's in there. Is he conscious? Yeah. Um, is he, he is like very much conscious and banging on the door. Yeah. Uh, do, do we also want to take care of this? Do you want a cheese danish? I just don't. No. <laughs> you, are you yelling this through the yes. door to him? Now, Dr. Squish, I understand that you didn't want to take him, but do you th can you find out if we can save him? Do you even want to save him? What no, did this man really do to you? He's just my rival <laughs> professor, and he's just an asshole. He belittles my work and thinks... No. Well, I mean that's that pretty, pretty shitty. I'm yeah. sorry. Oh, that is pretty and, you know, shitty. I'm not he gonna diddles lie. children. Oh, does he? Didn't that's we? Right. Didn't Chase say that? He was he was with a student from the same <laughs> oh. college, oh, which is okay. not admissible. Well, not quite. Not quite a not, children. Definitely but... not. It's just unethical. He dates his students. That's he pretty... dates his students. Yes. It's a breach of power. Uh, f mm -hmm. Fucking relationship. Yes. right? Like yes. that's pretty fucked. Up. Guys, that's, I just don't want him to break my scuba gear that's in there. I mean, <laughs> he deserves to die more than all those other people on the resort. Oh, time. yeah, you know, he's probably going to, like, rip that scuba gear to shreds. Can we... <laughs> Computer, can you navigate us to the nearest steward station so we can drop off these guests? <laughs> uh, you mean the bear? Yes, the bear. Uh, Wait, where's Dr. He, it's not just a bear, it's a person. It's a it's ah. a man. He's a he's a doctor, in fact. Yeah, just like you're not just a brain. Should I add these two entities to the no-kill list for the heavy weapon for the entrance of the starship Santa Maria? No. You should say yes or it's gonna shoot. <laughs> yes. Add them to the no-kill list. Added. Added to the no-kill manifest. You are receiving a hailing frequency from a nearby security patrol ship for New Elysium, one of the two that came and saved you from those pirates. Is the ship moving? No, it is not. Someone comes up on screen, some young man. It looks like the guy who was uh, in front of the, the, the brig for uh, when you guys talk to those pirates. It's that guy. Right, yeah. And he comes on screen and goes, Excuse me, you are uh, you you are trespassing, and you are not allowed to leave. You are in under hard quarantine, and you are not allowed outside of the resort. State your business immediately, or be shot down. We've got the director of oh shit, what's his name? We've got Philip on board. Somebody else do the talking. <laughs> uh, yes, sir. Thank you. Uh, we actually have a number of um residents. On board, uh, Philip as well as Doctor Loman, both of uh, both of whom I'm sure you uh, know. 
so um, Philip actually um, should have ended the hard quarantine. I'm not sure why it's still going, but uh, uh, you know, I'm sure that was just a mistake. So um, please allow us to continue on our business. Tarkus, make a bluff check. Yeah, Tarkus, and um, roll a bluff check and then roll a perception check. Can I roll? Add my expertise yeah, okay, let's do it. Oh, I'm not mad, so that's good. Um, natural 20 on the bluff, so don't know oh, how that no. works. 39 on the bluff. Okay. <laughs> wow, you wow. really can't make these up. <sighs> and then a... We got some liars. <laughs> and a 27 on perception. Okay. Um... Sorry, I can't do math anymore because I changed majors. I got a 28 on perception. <laughs> 28? Okay. Wait, um, I didn't know we had Philip on board. It was a lie. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Squish says he's believing you guys. No. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I almost believe it. <laughs> um, so you notice something that as he's talking, none of the muscles in his face are flexing. And it looks like there's, like, some weird, like, something behind his teeth. Both of us noticed this. Both of you noticed there's something, like, Hey, Tarkus, are you seeing that? We're, like, whispering to each other. Uh, yeah, is that, like, that's in his mouth? (laughs) That's fucked up. Uh, he's fucking one of them. Uh, that's fucked up. Let's Let's, go. Let's let's hop in the drift and boogie, okay? Yes. I'm on count of three. Um, yeah, so we'll definitely, um... Be on our way, Tarkus, right? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, okay. So, (laughs) number one, uh, you, uh, uh, he starts, like, laughing, but his mouth isn't moving or opening, and his Mm. eyes are just staying fixed on a random point somewhere far in the, far in front of him. Uh, and, like, it starts to, his head starts to jiggle and move. And then uh, it steps like it. back, and you see that it's a different security guard on the ship with his hand in a decapitated head uh, talking to you. Uh, says, Why not? Come over. You're not supposed to leave. And then uh, a blast comes from the other security ship poof, and hits it. And he says, ah, the fuckers. And, they, and you hear a, a hail from the other one say, ah, ha, 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 ha. And and they just start shooting at each other. Oh, There's the rusters like puttering a little bit along. Yeah, and that's what you hear and see. Well, we didn't even need to bluff check them or anything. They're just all right. They're just insane. All right, they're just gonna kill themselves. That's fine. Yeah, let's hop let's in the go. drift and uh, boogie. So you uh, you shoo off a little bit um, and uh, start cooling down the engines to go into drift travel. After a minute, um, you're going to uh, all be receiving a lot of different uh, text messages. Uh, the computer says, Tarkus, there are 25 missed calls from your mother. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I can handle that later. What else, computer? Uh, it looks like all of you have a bunch of unsent messages. Would you like me to send them? Can we look at them? Uh, yes, of course. It looks like there is a note from you, Fimbria, to contact Sesta's parents. Yes, yeah, send it. Okay. That one. Alright. 
Uh, Tarkus, it looks like there are 25 messages from your mother. Mm. What would you like me to do? <laughs> besides, Isn't she on Versys? Besides Mercy killing you. Give her a text and tell her that I was in the bathroom and I'll call her in 10 minutes. Dude, just listen to the messages. At least a few. In the bathroom. There's 25 for, of them. For listen to the last one. You guys right. don't get it. I'll listen to them later. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Tarkus. Though this is not advisable. Uh, okay, computer. Others... What is advisable? I would call your mother back. <laughs> she misses you very much. <laughs> Okay, I'll be computer. quiet, Tarkus, don't worry. Nope, not gonna happen. Just call your mom and tell her you have a polar bear in your closet. <laughs> if my mom hears there's a polar bear in my closet, she will not be happy. She'll be happy that you're alive, you know? Isn't She's she probably Versys? worried. Okay. What if something bad is happening on Versys? Something wrong and is happening on it. Versys. Maybe she talks about it. All right, let's see. Call mom. Bring, 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 bring. Uh, Tarkus, please hold the comm unit up to your ear. <clears throat> oh, here we go. I'm gonna secretly text him something. <laughs> oh. It's either gonna be really bad or it's gonna be something <laughs> stupid like I know. <laughs> you <laughs> called earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I need to secretly send this text. It's just bullshit mom talk. <laughs> <laughs> bring, 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 bring. Tarkus. Hey, ma. Hi. Oh Would you like to tell me something? Uh, yeah. So the vacation we were on is kind of mm -hmm. canceled. So, mm. yeah. I guess my calls to the resort went through. And I got to the manager, and he listened to my voicemails. Did he finally kick you out? Uh, s something like that, Ma. Yeah, me and my friends are are on the ship now. I think, is it cool if we crash at home for a little bit? Hmm. You know, Tarkus, your, your father would be very upset. You should let him know in advance before you come home. Because if you come home unannounced, he's not going to be very happy. Hello, all of Tarkus's friends. Um... I'm not going to respond. <laughs> if you're out there, you can come too. It's perfectly advisable. Just talk as you need to let your father know. Can I sense motive on the mom? Go ahead. <laughs> you can do that too. Oh. Go ahead. Uh, well, an unnatural 20. Unnatural 20. 31. 31. I'm not going to try. Gorbash. Five. Five on Gorbash. <laughs> Gorbash. She might be talking to you. <laughs> hey there, she is talking to me. She said hi to all our friends. No, 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 but she might she might be mad that you didn't pick up the phone. Hey, what's up? Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, hello, hello there? Hello, who's this? Is hey, this... Tarkus's mom. How's is it going? <laughs> is this Gorbash? I always remember a deep, deep voice like you, Gorbash. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, how are you? I'm doing, I'm doing pretty good. Has I'm... Tarkus been getting into trouble? He's been in a lot of trouble recently. I <laughs> can't imagine. <laughs> Okay, stop now. But you know, he's he's been a good friend. He's helped us all out. Okay, quit quit that. Quit. I will Alright, Ma, I I will tell Dad. You should be I'll proud call. of your son, Tarkus's mom. He's a good boy. 
He can be a good boy. He did say yes to some dark forces, but you uh, know. What was that? <laughs> no. What does that mean? It's a joke, Ma. Is he, it's a is joke. he getting back into drugs? Oh no! Is that I what mean, that means? No, Tarkus. It's, it's, you could it's call a, it that. It's Tarkus, a, are you smoking <laughs> the hyperleaf again? It's a, it's a kind Mom, of. Mom, uh, no, it's, it's a kind of inside joke type. Uh, well, I have a lot of things to think about now, Tarkus. Ma, please. You're back into drugs. You've you've made so many friends that I haven't met yet. Very rude. Um, well, we might be coming to visit soon. Well then, Tarkus, you better tell your father, shouldn't you? Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna bluff and I'm gonna say, I'm sorry, uh, Mrs. Tarkus, but um, uh, Tarkus just fainted, so we're gonna take him to his room now. That's, Have a that's, good rest of your day. Wait, Mrs. Krubbis. Roll, that's, a, roll, <laughs> you roll have to, a bluff against Mrs. Oh, Krubbis. Mrs. Krubbis is about to get wrecked. <laughs> um, I got 32. All right. She goes, ah, Tarkus, uh, he really does need to eat more. Do you know how skinny he is, even for a Firthani? Yes, yes, I'm sure. Uh, we have to go now. I'm so sorry. Have a good rest of your night. Okay, make sure he gets his veggies and protein. Beep. And then he's... No. <laughs> <laughs> you hung up on you know, my Tarkus, mom. You're welcome, I'm, Tarkus. I'm glad you called your mom. She she needed your <laughs> to hear your voice. Why does your dad need you to tell him when you come home? I mean, he's got to... Get the beds ready and inflate the mattresses and stuff. I need a big Sense mattress. Sense motive. Sense motive. <laughs> uh. Jesus. Sense Wait, what motive. did what did 29. Taylor get for his like thirty something? Oh yeah, on thirty something. She she sounds genuine. She like was talking about what she was talking about. <laughs> Twenty nine. Twenty nine. Ah, uh, that. That's it. Um, that's just the. Inconclusive. Whether it was a diplomacy or a bluff check, you did not surpass it, apparently. Mm. So, inconclusive. Could be real. I'm not sure. Now, do we want to take care of the barrier situation? Yeah. Yeah, oh. we might as well. I'm still awake in there. <laughs> okay, Dr. Squish. Let's kill him. <laughs> now, now, Doctor Squish. Now, Doctor Squish. Doctor. I'm just asking. Okay. When Marcus. you when you use your magics on the on the um the people here to determine what the affliction was, did it say anything about curing it or ending it? It's maybe kind of possible, but it'd be really hard. What would we have to do? Do you know? I don't know. That's the thing. It so, do we want to sit here? While we let a polar bear tear up the inside of our spaceship. I mean, I could just help you f f figure He's out what He's not going to get is. through that door. I could, like, aid you in a mysticism role uh, to figure it out. Or am I in a mysticism? Can I cast telepathic message on the bear? Uh, since you can hear, yes. Okay. Yes, you can. I want to cast it on him. Mm -hmm. What do you say? <laughs> Hi, minutes. how are you? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? What's wrong? <laughs> <laughs> That's very good, actually. It uh, won't matter. He's crazy. I'm going to telepathically listen to his thoughts. Up, uplifted bears have telepathy with a range oh, of 30 okay. feet. What? So That's crazy. Big so bear boy has telepathy. They're uplifted, okay? They're uplifted from their normal standing Why to didn't a higher form this, of life. This race, you guys. <laughs> Honestly, it's really stupid. <laughs> As uplifted a bear. Anyways, so uh, he responds. He responds, let me out of here. I'm calming down. 
roll? Can I? He's not coming down. Yeah. But you do hear a like scratching and like thrashing and like stuff getting knocked over in a in a. Tell him that I'll kill him if I find my scuba gear. That was definitely an oxygen tank, you guys. Friends, why don't we put our heads together to figure out if we can end this affliction? So can I? We've done this all the entire time we were at the resort. He did the detect affliction, and it looks like not from what he rolled, but just like he with that spell, he cannot find out how it's cured. Can we find out with a mysticism check? Using the World Wide Web as our resource? You do not have the World Wide Web because you're in space. How is he able to send a message? Um, That's a good question. Uh, Yes, Emma. I'm going to cast Telepathic Mists to the bear. And I'm going to say, describe how you feel (laughs) mentally and physically. (laughs) Oh my god, is this a checkup? Really calm. I just need to take a poop, so let me out. <laughs> no. Here. Telepathic message. Okay. <laughs> Tarkus says you can poop in the scuba suit. <laughs> what are you saying to him, Fimbria? <laughs> Loud and clear. <laughs> Fimbria, what did you say to him? Really, <laughs> I would really, really love to come out. I, I'm okay. I'm just really angry. A telepathic message. <laughs> Okay. I hope you can understand. We don't trust you. Just banging on the door. Doom, doom, that is all. Ching, ching. Oof. Well, alright. If we don't know how to fix him, then Targus, where is the nearest um, steward, like, shop or post, outpost? Well, we should call somebody to fucking fix this quarantine. I already Apparently sent a message. Escaped. These guards were mm-hmm. on the outside mm-hmm. and they were affected. I mean, yeah, but also to drop the bear off. <laughs> because <laughs> because if we can't figure it out right now, then like we should take him until until we can figure it out how, how to heal him or until he becomes too much We don't want to babysit him. Yes. How does Talk- that sound, Dr. Squish? He's gonna say kill You him. already know what I think. Right, but am I gonna have to, like, watch you so that you don't go in and kill him? No. Don't watch me. I am your elder, son. I'm sorry, Dr. <laughs> Squish. I'm sorry. Shit. But it had to be asked. Uh, Did it? <laughs> Tarkus, uh, in drift travel, um, there is a percentage chance that something may happen. Uh-oh. I would like you to roll a d100. Um, and traveling in the drift is uh, 1d6 minus 1 days to anywhere inside of the current solar system. So any the stewards have um, bases in, in multiple places. Not so much the diaspora. It's very hard to govern. Um, but uh, Verses would definitely have it because that's where the stewards originated. So... Choose wherever you would like to go. <sighs> okay. I guess we'll head to Versys. Okay, roll a percentile die for me really quick. 37. Okay, so nothing crazy happens as you tear into this completely black plane full of strange nebulous colors but zero stars. 
some bits of floating buildings or worlds, some strange undulating bits of creature, and you start flying through the drift. It takes us days to get there, right? Yes, it will take... Bum, ba, da, bum. Six minus one is five. Divided by two for the new drift engine is gonna be two whole days. We zoom in. Okay. You zoom in. While we're doing this, I wanna ask. Here's a question I have. What are we gonna do with the polar bear if we're not going to any steward's place? Are we just gonna land and let him go and say, you're free? <laughs> no, he's gonna try and kill us. In which case, we'll have to try and kill him. I think there's a steward's base on Verses. What is they, that gonna... They have an outpost, outpost there. I mean, if we can't figure it out, then they probably might be able to, right? If they're the, like, the magic traveler guardians. I don't know. I'm just saying. I'd rather use a spell now when I can sleep and regain it. Then if you guys make me use a spell, I'm going to be unhappy. You won't have to use a spell. I will sleep down here in front of the fucking storage locker. Well, hold on. And, like, watch out. Um, would you all like to see your... Eat a cheese danish? Well, I... I yeah, made... cheese danish is all around the list. <laughs> I made some upgrades to the ship, so everyone feel free to go into your room. Um, there's a couple of nameplates on the doors. Um, oh, that's very sweet. Nice. Thank you, Tarkas. Mm -hmm. I'm going to roll a uh, d4 to see which one of you guys goes first. So we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dr. Squish, uh, your mm. room. So Dr. Squish, your room has been quite a big redesign. Your ceiling, walls, and not the floor have all been replaced with an aquarium made only of fresh water. You can interact Thank and feed these fish by pushing your hand through because the aquarium is not made of glass but of a membrane. Don't, don't poke too many holes in it because it might leak a little bit. Um, the floor is made of a stone-like material that stays warm for long periods of time. So your Don't feet won't get cold. Heaven, bro. You're in heaven. Um, your bed has been replaced with the most slug-friendly, amorphous, self-shaping bed. You can decide <laughs> height, hardness, length, shape, and depth to make it into a chair, a bed, a sofa, or a work table. Um, so feel free to change this from a giant lazy boy chair no, to a like tub to... Oh my goodness. MTV pimp my starship. <laughs> I have removed the harsh lights of your room and um, replaced them with just the lights behind the tank. Just inside the door, there is a metal rod Dr. with different Squish. lab coats hanging there. Um, there are different colors, a couple of red ones, a few green Be ones, and milk. one funeral coat, just in case. Oh, Jesus. Um, <laughs> a funeral lab coat. And for the last touch, <laughs> there is a red button next to your door that will open up retractable bookcases in the floor. So feel free to open and close those at your will and play around and read with all the books that I've gotten over these past couple of years traveling. 
This is all I have. Oh it is goodness. a meager collection, but you can you can look. Um, Doctor Squish, on only known to you, there is a bed or there is a book under your covers on the bed, and it is a thick leather bound book that must be have that must be older than your earliest slime, and it says, "Getting over the loss of a family." Oh shit. Alright, rolling the dice again. Um, <laughs> Gorbash, your room. Yeah. <laughs> so, Gorbash, your bed fits you now. What once was a small nice. human sized bed is now a long, thick, and heavy black metal frame shoved against the north wall. Oh. You have no idea how it got in here, as it would have taken people of your stature to even move it in. And in the frame lies the most badass looking mattress you have ever seen. It seems to be made of the flayed skin of a Tarrasque and filled with what you can only assume to be bones and sand by the way it juts out. <laughs> but upon laying on it, you will find that your immense weight crushes the bones and settles until it produces a similar feeling to sleeping on your home world. Nice. All the furniture in the room, including the door, has been modified to fit your enormous size and weight, making it virtually impossible for anyone to open the door to your room by force. The south wall has been fitted with reinforced steel weapon mounts, and a little light above it to shower your, rep your weapons in red glorious light. Upon entering the names of the guns into the keypad on the wall, you will see bright orange letters, kind of Lord of the Rings style flame letters appear on each of your weapons. Haha. -ha. Fuck Next. yeah, my weapon wall. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll load it up. Hell yeah. There's Poor a rush. game this system. This is awfully uncomfortable. No, this place is the best. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Wait, keep, there's more. There is more. So next, there is a game system installed with Alien Destroyer <laughs> 3000 if you feel like grinding yeah. some levels. <laughs> <laughs> And the last thing is the 1,000-pound punching bag in the corner of the room. <laughs> um, under your pillow, Gorbash, you find a small yellow charm that is known on Verses for protecting minds and keeping a healthy body. Oh, sick. This and is very thoughtful, Tarkus. <laughs> thanks. This is, this is all Tarkus can do. Uh, all right. <laughs> Fimbria. Your room has an addition that is very exciting. So the first difference you spot as you walk in is the artificial sunlights above your head. Ooh. So you don't have to worry about eating. <laughs> the ground is no longer cold steel, but soft fuzzy moss and grass make up your floor and glow with color as you walk across them. Kind Ooh, of like Avatar, Avatar shit. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Damn. Um, your bed, that once was a hard mattress, has been replaced with a natural-looking rock formation topped with warm plants that are even softer than the bed that you had. A waterfall in the corner of your, of your room trickles lightly into a pool that runs into the onboard garden. Oh, my God. So upon looking up... You will see a hatch that is in your room that is only accessible with two biosignatures, mine and yours. Uh, AKA nobody can open it other than you and Tarkus. So if you travel up into the hatch, you will find yourself in a 
all-windowed dome that looks much like a planetarium. Wow. Oh, that's sick. Up there, you will find a hammock and various books I have collected over the years from different planets, most of them pertaining to mystic things and plants that I could not comprehend. And um, <laughs> in this dome, you are considered to be outside and can see the stars. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's so cool. So there's also a hatch leading out into space in the dome if you feel like taking a flight, but, you know, don't feel like Why you not? need to. Why not? <laughs> and in the dome, Fimbria, only you find a postcard from Uncle Giuseppe's ranch with a picture of him and his prized livestock smiling brightly. Oh, that's so <laughs> sweet. <laughs> and Nam, your room, the first thing you notice is the floor. <laughs> And the ceilings and the walls are made of hundreds of screen panels that can show whatever landscape may be useful to you in your drawings. This so you can, you. you can change them to see the outside of the ship, or you can change them to a forest or a desert or whatever you feel like looking at that day. So the furniture in this room can be switched from the floor to ceiling at the press of a button if you feel like it. I'm um, definitely going to do it on the ceiling immediately. <laughs> <laughs> so your bed is a large circular bean bag filled with soft putty that is very comfortable and covered in the skin of a space seal. Uh, you My may brain not... is going to be so smooth in this bed, <laughs> y'all. <laughs> At the very end of your room, you will find a large easel with a clean canvas and drawing supplies. If you ever run out, I have fitted this room with a machine that can produce art supplies at the cost of one polymer base. This room is nearly soundproof, so don't forget to come out once in a while and make sure we aren't getting attacked. And on the easel, uh, Nam, you see as you flip through the canvases, is a drawing of you, very poorly done, with a thumbs up, and in your native language written, welcome aboard. Oh. That's sick. I'm going to float over to Tarkus's hand and give it a hug. Oh. Which is, which would be cute, except there's like a very large brain like <laughs> up against your shoulder and it's kind of slimy. Uh, 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 th thanks, Nam. I, I appreciate that. Thank you. And I'm going to float upwards and start like... Sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> I allowed Tarkus to spend some of the precious build points on the starship for personalizing each of your rooms. Oh, that's no. sick. All that's written sick. by Tyler the human. Yeah, uh, that's some good shit, dog. Fantastically written, man. Thank oh. you. Yes. I don't go to sleep. I'm gonna. Tarkus, can I disconnect the bed and bring it downstairs? Yes. <laughs> I'm gonna do that. Okay. <laughs> Wait, is it downstairs? Is there a downstairs, or is it just one no, floor? It's all, it's all one level. Oh, okay. So, friends, welcome to the new starship, your new home. Some upgrades, uh, slight shield upgrades, upgrades to all of your rooms, a screaming bear in <laughs> the closet, and <laughs> Dr. Loman freaking out in the cockpit. Oh, yeah. Can we heal her? Like, sleeping. She's, she's okay. She's fine. Uh, there is a guest bedroom, so she can sleep there. But friends, we are coming to the very, very end of this book. 
Ooh. We have completed the first book of the uh, adventure. Well, what episode number is this? Oh, this is episode number 34, I believe. Yeah. I'm just going to badly edit my voice in with the real number if that's wrong. <laughs> 35. <laughs> Oopsies, 35. Um, For all you listeners out there, it was actually uh, 35. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> don't stop. No, don't confuse them. Um, so you... <laughs> You just completed the third part of the first book, Parting the Gloom. You have... Parting the Gloom. Parting the Gloom. Yo, we parted that gloom. You have completed the Diaspora Strain, the book. Ooh. I didn't want to say Diaspora Strain because that had kind of inferred there was something else somewhere else. Uh, so the yeah. The Strain. The Strain. Oh. Now I'd like to take the very end of this, this session to give you guys a little bit of flavor. Mm-hmm. See, things couldn't really happen to your personal characters while you were on the resort, uh, just because you were trapped on a resort. But uh, behind the scenes, the universe has been moving for each of your characters. So we will go now to an epilogue where five different things start brewing in the universe for each of you. Oh shit. It's gonna be some bad shit, not gonna lie. At least for like, Tarkus and on Verses. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, God. There's some shit going on because yeah. they sent a long ass text. Oh, God, yeah. The very first thing we come out of the spaceship and we fly back towards the resort, back past the dead bodies, into the mining tunnels, and all the way to the dwarven barracks where we see Romy's dead body atop Isle of Ash, Indigo 13's body. However, Though Gorbash is not uh, not liking this, we see Romy's spirit and soul tear away from his body as he stands up looking at his hands, transparent, and tries to speak, but he can't. And then this this wash of a of realization happens and he, and he turns around and he's looking for for his indie for indigo 13. And she's there also, but her form is quivering and wavering as if she's having trouble keeping her soul together, like the like the circumstances of her death have affected her very being. And he reaches out uh, an open hand to her, and she reaches up and grabs his, and he pulls her close, oh and they hug as spirits Jesus. underground, and then... Uh, Romy backs up a little bit and does a very elegant bow for a ballerina robot. Um, <laughs> Indigo 13 does a less elegant bow, and they begin to slowly dance to their own music in the Dwarven Barracks. And they start to pass through the wall toward the mining tunnels where you all came from. And then we move to a little corner office, cluttered with papers and drawings, and we see this red-skinned, dark, long-bearded human sitting down looking at a packet of papers going, oh, oh, yes, oh yes, oh my goodness. This is it, this is it, Deborah, Deborah, come in. And you hear from the other side of this fogged glass, someone go, oh, what is it, George? George goes, I found it, I found it. We need to bring this person in right now. Oh, I just mean, ah, oh, the detail. We need a world builder. That's what we need. We need a world builder on our team. 
And Deborah goes, oh, okay, that's what you said about the last person, but remember, we really tanked. Up, 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 up. That was the past, Deborah. That was the past. We are in the now, and I need this person here. Deborah goes, ah, okay. I'll message the person then. And he looks down at the paper and goes, well, how do you, how, how do you pronounce this so I don't mess this up? She says, I, I, I looked it up already for you. It's pronounced Nam. And he goes, Ah, Nam, I shall meet you, Nam. I shall meet you. Deborah goes, Please, you're, you're, you're giving me a headache. And then we transition back to Romy and to go 13 dancing. <laughs> they start flying. That was a man, right? Uh, yes, yes, it was. They start flying up these tunnels. Uh, past a destroyed robot, past uh, a useless dead spoth and two dead worms, and flying up and up higher and higher until they reach the blast door. Then we find ourselves on a red desert sandy plain. And out from the ground boosh, comes this large, maybe 20, 25 foot long snake as we see this 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 giant showbad with all four arms around the throat choking it out oh. <laughs> and you hear and, and you can see the snake is starting to lose consciousness and they and they release one arm and do a swift elbow to the back of the head and it knocks itself out and then that female massive showbad takes some hooks attached to a harness and starts stabbing it into the back of the head and like onto her back so she can drag it. And you hear a voice from behind say, Ah, uh, honey, Gorbash's father approaches. Are you sure you do not want help with that? Gorbash's mother replies, No, I am fine. Are you sure? Because you uh, messed up your upper delts a while ago. <laughs> it's probably difficult. And she says, No, I'm fine. She keeps hurriedly putting these on, kind of angrily. And he responds, Honey, why? You seem upset. She says, No. Okay, I am upset. She says, What would you, what, what is it, honey? He says, I cannot believe you never told Gorbash. Honey, you know, he gets solemn, you know, it is tradition. She says, Yes, but he is your own son. It should have been different. He says, no, it will make him stronger, but it could kill him. It is nearing that time. Observe the moons. Gorbash's father says, yes, I know. All of our bloodline must go through this. And he left. I may not tell him about him. I cannot guide him through it. She says, you could have at least told him that the trial of the fall is not over. Gorbash's father replies, No, he will be the strongest of all Shobad should he survive this out there wherever he is. He hooks up his hooks to the snake and starts dragging him. And they walk off into the distance. With a big-ass snake train. With a big-ass <laughs> snake train. Romy and Indigo start flying through the resort through all these horrifying dead bodies, but they're dancing to their own music and not observing the horrible shit that's happened all over this place. And we transition to 
a sort of jungle. Uh, and someone's hacking away brush this large vesk that nobody's ever seen before. And he goes up to a ship that's hidden under all these vines. Pretty small, could only hold about six people. Uh, very tightly. And he says, you know, to be honest, uh, I don't really get your type around here. What are, you, what, what are you going for? You don't seem like a murderer or anything like that. Why, why do you even need this trip anyways? And uh, a Vesk voice responds, I have to find someone. Uh, I don't, sorry, I don't really want to talk about it. Says, okay. All I'm saying, kid, is uh, if you're wrapped up with me, don't get wrapped up in other people I surround myself with, because I'm, uh, I'm in some bad heat, if you know what I mean. He says, it's fine, it's fine. Can we just keep going? It's a, it's a very long trip. All right. All right, buddy. And this unknown Vesk sits down in one of the chairs and is flipping through a manila envelope full of papers and money, and he takes off a picture of Fimbria clipped inside of the manila envelope and he leans forward into the light and we see it's the young Vesk that Giuseppe was paying money to and he says I'm gonna find you bitch <laughs> Romy and Indigo float out of the resort into space as they dance with wider and wider steps and bigger and bigger motions we move now to a little tiny room. Um, we move now to a giant corner office filled with trophy cases of priceless art and materials. And we see this massive chair facing outwards against a wall of window at, at dusk at some amazing, beautiful urban city. Must be a penthouse corner office. And a small man approaches the chair we see from behind and says, I'm sorry, sir, we, we, we don't have any more information at this time. And you hear a voice say, Are you sure? Is this all we have? He says, Yes, sir. Uh, what, what's your mode of action? What, what, what can I do? And the voice replies, spinning a glass of wine in his hand. He says, We are going to devote all of my personal resources to finding this person. Uh, yes, of course, sir. Uh, we don't know the whereabouts, but they should uh, appear sometime. It says, good. And he ho holds out a manila envelope, handing it back to the little man, and there's a picture, picture of Tarkis there, along with his address, his ship, codes, and everything. It says, and from, just from behind this chair, we hear him say, if it takes every single credit I've ever earned, I'm going to kill you, Tarkus D. Krubbis. Oh, shit. We switch now to a little room with fairy lights and a little disco ball and, like, little lights playing as this Marlama, a walrus-like college-age student, is sitting in a giant beanbag chair. And this female, uh, Lashanta, is taking a hit off of Hyperleaf in a different hammock-like chair and says, oh, <coughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> wow, this is stuff is pretty, is pretty crazy. And the walrus guy goes, oh yeah, I know, isn't it, uh, isn't it fantastic? It'll get you all giggly, don't get too much. And she says, <laughs> okay, okay, oh boy. 
Oh gosh, so uh, how how's your how's your classes? Well, they're pretty good. I've got these terrible professors though, and the very first day we had an assignment. Isn't that ridiculous? Oh goodness, I can't can't believe that. Uh, it's all syllabus day for my professor so far. Good thing we get this this break off, huh? Says yeah, I I I'm loving it. And then the door opens. And another college-age person walks in, and it looks like a little college-age Osharu. And he's taking a fat rip off of this joint, and in one hand, he has the Adventures of the Swarriors book under his arm. The same one Dr. Squish has. And he says, hey guys, what's going on? <laughs> they say, hey, what's up, Squibbo? He says, yo, 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 Squibbo's in the house. So you guys ready for our vacation? They're like, absolutely. And he's like, all right. And you see the night go on and they get higher and higher. And they get more lethargic. And one of them perks up and asks, as a... Uh, Squibbo is looking through the Adventures of the Swarriors book, and they say, "Can I ask you something?" "Yeah, yeah, sure. Of course you can ask. You can ask me whatever you want. I'm open to everything." And they say, "So, what do you know? Your your dad?" Squibbo like nods his head. Uh huh. Uh, yeah, my mom said he was an adventurer, so pretty cool right and they're like she's like yeah wow that's so cool is that what you want to do he says yeah uh, I'm, I'm learning magic I'm gonna go out and join the Starfinder Society and I'm gonna go on great adventures and collect uh, information and, and, and change the change the whole packed worlds in the galaxy and they're like oh that's so cool wow man I wish I wish I could be an adventurer he says yeah it's okay. You have a lot of time to think about it once we're at our sick hotel. And she says, yeah, I know. You know how high up it is? He says, how high? 200th floor. Wow, my gosh. Are we going to be able to see that beautiful eternal sunset? And they say, yeah, yeah, we are. And that, oh. that little Osharu looks a lot like Dr. Squish. <laughs> and then Squish got kids. <laughs> we see uh, Indigo 13 and Romy dance outside among the stars and just dissipate into the universe. End of book one, everybody. I can't wait to see you next time in the next one. No. Oh, oh, Jesus. Oh, oh, Jesus. Going to oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Dr. So Squish. You, you have a fucking son? <laughs> God damn. Right. Oh man. Oh man. See you guys then. <laughs> this is not good. This is not good.